But ironically, getting to that point comes from, and I know this intellectually, I know this, but putting it in practice is a different story. But that comes from, you know, getting to that point comes from doing the work, showing up, staring at the blank page, as Stephen Pressfield says. And once I get in the mindset and start forming the habits of, okay, today is a fractal two day. Today I'm working on X, Y, and Z for fractal two. Today I'm putting out all the index cards with the different ideas that I have for story points and letting my mind wander and start playing, you know, within the world again. Doing that type of thing is what's going to lead me to having the idea that's going to fuel the momentum of actually getting it done. What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 223 of the Spun Today podcast, and it is the 2022 Spun Today wrap-up show. In this episode, I recap and reflect on the top five most listened to episodes of the Spun Today podcast during this past year. I also reflect on some of my goals that I set for myself last year to see how I measured up and share some of my writing and podcasting goals for this upcoming year in 2023. Stick around for all that good stuff. But first, I want to share a quick way that you can help support this show if you so choose. Your support really does mean a lot. If nothing else, it motivates me to keep this thing going. And your support allows me to free up time to do more of what I love to do, which is writing and podcasting. So again, here's a quick way that you can help support the show, and then we'll jump right into the episode. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social, at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The fifth most most listened to episode of 2022 was episode 200, aka 200, aka 200 titled The Matrix Resurrections, The Shy Season 4, Jim Gaffigan's latest comedy special at the time, titled Comedy Monster, and a segment, a recurring segment of this show, Goats Doing Goat Shit. So in that episode, I broke down the movie The Matrix Resurrections, which I was thinking about again the other day, in how I was pleasantly surprised by it. The Matrix trilogy, well, the Matrix movie to me, the original, is definitely a top 10 of mine without even thinking it, if I gave it a lot more thought, probably much higher than that. The trilogy is really good. And like, I'm sure I, I broke down then when recording that episode, there's a couple different mentalities when it comes to adding to such an iconic series. There's the camp of let's juice it, make as much money as possible and fuck run and do, you know, fast and furious 900 in space. And then there's the camp of if it ain't broken, don't fix it don't fuck it up. And I'm usually in the former. 
ironically because you know i appreciate being protective of art but at the same time as a consumer if i like something i want more of it and i don't see it as like a zero-sum game so you don't dilute the original just because you put out a fourth or a fifth that winds up sucking at least i don't think but this one definitely did not suck i enjoyed it I thought it was done really tastefully it fit in with the series really well did it have to be done no of course not you know the matrix is already the matrix with or without it but again the fact that it was done and it was good it was kind of like a like a treat like a, a cherry on top for matrix fans in my opinion but anyway in episode 200 i broke down that movie i also broke down season four of the shy which i think i still have to do a breakdown of season five i'm like really behind on shows i broke down jim gaffigan's latest comedy special at the time which i still think he hasn't put out another one since it was earlier earlier this year and that comedy special was titled comedy monster and in my reoccurring goats doing goat shit segment where i like to highlight folks that are goats within a certain space when they go above and beyond and do something honorable or extraordinary i like to highlight that as goats doing goat shit and that's what i break down in that segment and in this episode 200 i featured the ymh stitcher deal ymh is the your mom's house podcast network created by tom segura and his wife christina pozitsky hilarious comics great podcasters that inked a i think it was 10 million dollar podcast deal over at stitcher and i broke that all down again in episode 200 of the spun today podcast in case some of you folks that did not listen to it want to go back and check it out The fourth most listened to episode of the Spud Today podcast for 2022 was episode 201. This was a free writing session episode, one of my favorites or favorite types of episodes that I do here on the Spud Today podcast. Apparently you guys like this one in particular as well. And in this episode, I shared my writing stats for November and December 2021, as well as January's in 2022. I shared a writing tip as I always do during these free writing session episodes. The writing tip in this particular one came from Stephen Pressfield. I told you guys a little bit about what I had been reading at the time, which was Will Smith's memoir titled Will. And as always, I wrapped up the show with a free writing piece of my own. And in this particular episode, I featured a post titled Is Love Red or Blue? Which can be found in the free writing section of my website. Again, that was episode 201. If you'd like to go back and check it out. Are you guys ready for number three? The third most listened to episode in all of 2022 of the Sponsor Day podcast was episode 203. In that episode, I broke down watching the entire season for part one of Ozark. I also spoke about watching the Genius, a Kanye trilogy, that documentary. I also spoke about watching Cobra Kai season four. I think I still need to break down Cobra Kai season five, which is really good. You guys know I'm a a sucker for that nostalgic shit. And during this episode, there was another iteration of the goats doing goat shit segment, where again, I like to feature goats, again, the acronym greatest of all time that go above and beyond and do extraordinary shit, especially when they don't need to. And this episode's feature was a breakdown of how and why Will Smith was attached to the Cobra Kai show. And it had to do with 
him and his production company, Overbrook Entertainment, purchasing and acquiring the franchise rights of the Karate Kid. And he did so back in 2010 when his son Jaden starred in that remake with Jackie Chan. And that, folks, was the third most listened to episode of the Sponsor Day podcast in 2022. The second most listened to episode of the Sponsor Day podcast in all of 2022. And this one has a bit more of a recency bias for me. Definitely an episode that I enjoyed putting together, but it was just a couple episodes ago was episode 219. In that episode, I broke down and just recapped watching the Anthony Bourdain documentary, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. I shared an update on the Adnan Syed case, which after he got out, by the way, I haven't seen or heard from him much, which is probably a good thing. But as someone that was so invested in that original serial podcast, like I just want to hear from him, from the horse's mouth, how it feels like to be out in like, just a whirlwind of all the emotions he must be dealing with. I also broke down watching UFC 280. That was the card headlined by Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw fight, Sean O'Malley and Peter Yan fight, etc. We had another iteration of the Goats Doing Goat Shit segment. This one was featuring Joe Veras, the bachatero. And I told a really cool story about how he could have fucked over a very green, unknowing, uninitiated, homeless kid that happened to be a songwriter. Went on to write some of Jovera's biggest hits, as well as many other bachatas that we all know and love. But how Jovera's being a true goat looked out for him and put him onto the, how the music game really operated and how he could protect his financial interests by copywriting his or trademarking forget what the actual technical route is for when it comes to songwriting but how to legally protect your creative work so that when you sell it and license it to someone you get royalties from it in perpetuity or however it is that you set up your contract but he did that for someone self-admitted to have been you know more than thrilled to, to take just a couple bucks for the song as like a one-time transactional exchange. But Joe Veras, instead of, again, taking advantage of the situation for his own personal financial gain, he looked out and actually did the right thing. And that's why he was featured in that episode's Goats Doing Goat Shit segment. And lastly, in episode 219, I also spoke about and recapped watching the George Carlin documentary called American Dream. And that was a a fun uh, breakdown to put put together because I I shared some clips from folks like Seinfeld and Jon Stewart that spoke so highly of and and paid homage to one of my comedy goats, George Carlin. And that, my friends, was the second most listened to episode of the year. And now for the number one episode most listened to of the Spun Today podcast in 2022, we got to go all the way back to March when I dropped episode 202, titled The Russian Invasion of Ukraine and the Joe Rogan Controversy. And looking at that title right now, it's like no wonder it was the most listened to episode. It was like two red hot, not even red hot, white hot topics at that time. And the war in Ukraine obviously still going on. I pretty much just broke down what I thought was happening and why, with obviously the information I knew at the time. 
sad to see that it's still going on. From a geopolitical perspective, the international community just seems to be more invested in, and this is including the U.S., more invested in funding one side or the other, kind of having like their own proxy war between other countries instead of focusing all efforts and energies to help bring that situation to an end. But it's obviously, obviously much easier said than done, right? I mean, on one side, you have one country that's like, yo, this motherfucker came in and wrecked my shit. And you guys want me to do what? Just turn the other cheek and say, okay, cool. Let's call an end to it. You could keep the shit you took from me. And I'll look the other way. The fuck out of here. And then on the flip side, you have another country that's like, yo, I told all you motherfuckers to stop playing with me. Stop inching towards my property or I'm going to start wrecking shit. Then you sprinkle a little crazy and a little irrational possible bouts with cancer and mortality on one side. Then you sprinkle some possible Nazi sympathizers and counterculture folks on the other side. Mix it all up with special interests on either side, angling from ways to gain from the situation. And you have the clusterfuck that we have now, all these months later. But yeah, that along with the Joe Rogan controversy, which I felt inclined to give my two cents on. I felt like I did uh, some Joe Rogan dick riding there for a minute, but I felt, again, inclined with just based on how influential he has been and his show has been in my own personal growth and development, especially within the podcast space. So I would definitely would have been remiss if I didn't chime in with my two cents and show of solidarity and support. And that, folks, was the number one most listened to episode in all of 2022, episode 202. Now give yourselves, the listeners, a round of applause. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. Let's keep that applause going for a bit. Just as much as we're going to keep the Spun Today podcast rocking in 2023. Just as we did in 2022. Thanks again very much. I really, really do appreciate you guys listening. Now, let's wrap up this 2022 wrap up episode with reflecting on the goals I set for myself last year at the end of 2021 for 2022. Let's see which ones I hit, which ones I didn't hit. Spoiler alert, I did not hit a lot. But then we will build some momentum with the goals that I did reach and achieve and keep them uh, going and growing for 2023. So let's start off with the podcast goals. So I had uh, two silos of goals, podcasting goals and writing goals. Starting off with the podcasting goals, the year before last, I had a goal, if you all remember, which you probably don't, because I didn't, but I have it written down here. So <laughs> let me give you guys the, the backstory on it. The year before last, I had a goal to double my podcast listenership by the year end. So that would have been a 100% increase. I didn't achieve that, but I did increase the listenership by 20% that year. So in at the end of 2021, my goal for 2022, a more, I felt, realistic goal, was to increase my listenership by 50%. And I did not achieve that goal. Instead, I again increased my listenership by 20% year over year. But there is an asterisk to this because 
my stats are based on my podcast host, which is Libsyn, right? That's where I upload my podcast files to. And then from there, it gets distributed everywhere it goes, whether it's iTunes, whether you listen to on Stitcher, on Spotify, on YouTube, on my website. It all comes from that single source, Libsyn, so that my stats can be as accurate as possible. Now, in 20 this year for 2022, Libsyn switched the model for their stat calculation. They went from a unique stat counting model to an IAB stat counting model. Now, this is all inside baseball, boring shit for most folks who aren't podcasters. But just to give you a quick background, IAB stands for Interactive Advertising Bureau. And the IAB stats are measured using standards set by this bureau, which include additional filtering beyond the Libsyn unique stats and usually results in lower download numbers. Now, the purpose of them switching to IAB is because industry-wide, that's the aim for that stat counting to be the standard. So it could be like normalized. Because you can have, let's say, a thousand views on YouTube does not equal a thousand views on iTunes, does not equal a thousand views on Spotify, does not equal et cetera, et cetera, because each platform, you know, counts views and listens and streams differently. A stream is counted differently from a download. If someone presses play and listens for 10 seconds, it's counted differently than if somebody presses play and listens to the entire episode or clip, depending on the platform, et cetera, et cetera. So these IAB standards are meant to like normalize all that. But again, it results in lower download numbers, which is why I mentioned that bit of an asterisk because I, even with the lower numbers, still achieved a 20% increase in listenership. So in my rose colored glasses view, trying to be positive and optimistic, am kind of thinking that if I was comparing apples to apples, you know, last year's stat counting model versus this year's, maybe I would have achieved that 50% increase based on that type of calculation. But again, that's just speculation. Who knows? But yeah, I'm still definitely appreciative for the 20% increase year over year. And I want to establish now my goal for next year based on these unique IAB stats to be a 50% increase from this year's stats. Let's try to hit that y'all in 2023. The next goal that I had for 2022 was to be more creative with my posts and my clips on Instagram, Twitter, etc. And I specifically highlighted wanting to continue adding to what I was already doing, which which is my motivational Monday quotes. Where I do put out a quote with a cool background that I like to try to match up to the quote when I can on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest even. Similarly, on Wednesdays, I do the Wordy Wednesdays where I put out a word of the week with this cool little like video type format where the, you press play, it shows you the word. A couple seconds later, it shows you the definition. And I do that on Wednesdays. But I put here that I also wanted to double down and get better at creating audiograms and mini clips. And I definitely failed on that goal. I'm not sure where I'm at with audiograms. I still do some. Uh, Headliner has this feature where it like automatically scans an episode and uses some AI technology to try to pick out like 10 or 15 second chunks. And I go through those uh, whenever uh, Headliner creates them, which it does once per episode uh, that I put out. 
and you know sometimes it'll you know it'll give you 10 clips you might get like two or three that I actually like and I put those out you guys can check those out on my Instagram in the highlights section for the mini clips you find that stuff there so I guess not not a complete failure because I have been fairly consistent with that but I was also using other services that, that I stopped using just because it was so time consuming and or I didn't feel like it was adding as much benefit commensurate to the work that it took to like create the clips and some of the sites weren't like as flexible as I would want them to be they were a little clunky etc but headliner has definitely become a leader in that space for me like that automatic clipping uh, is is definitely clutch I recommend it and if you guys use Libsyn for example Libsyn purchased headliner so you you get those services or some of their services just by way of, of you know hosting your your show on Libsyn, which by the way, I do have an affiliate link for, if you guys want to go that route, definitely check that affiliate link within the episode notes of any of my episodes, including this one. Something else I've definitely been using headliner for is clipping all of my shows um, into like each individual segment or chunk. And I put those out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And it's perfect for YouTube because there I also create playlists. So if you guys like the goats doing goat shit segment for example but don't like anything else you can go on youtube and there's a playlist of just the goats doing goat shit segments from all different episodes all together in one spot it's also a separate playlist for movies that i've broken down a separate playlist for books that i've broken down and recapped a separate playlist for writing related stuff a separate playlist for tv shows that i've spoken about etc but within this vein aside from you know keeping that momentum going a goal that I will add for next year is going to be trying to be more cognizant of, and I got this from Gary V actually, from a recent podcast that he was on with uh, Tim Dillon, where he spoke about having to treat each individual platform as its own separate thing, like as its own room that requires different types of content. Like right now, I am doing the work of, you know, chopping up clips and chunks and stuff like that, but for the most part that same chunk or clip you'll see on ig or facebook or youtube like i'm sending it to blasting it to all those places but his point was that these different platforms are tailored for different types of audiences a lot of the times and he likened it to comedy because again it was tim Dillon's podcast and he told him how you know as a comic you don't play a theater the same way that you play an intimate club or you don't play a room at in San Francisco the same way you play a club in Florida. Even if the material is the same, like the energy, the setups, the way you carry yourself is like tailored for your audience. And I definitely want to be a bit more cognizant of that as well as, and this is something that I, I have heard before, but he also mentioned um, putting content on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn, and I know podcasters do this, and other folks, but I just always think of LinkedIn as like work related social media. You know what I mean? And a lot of this content is definitely not for that, but I am considering uh, creating, you know, just like a spun today page on LinkedIn and the motivational type content would work there. The nonfiction stuff, like for my first book, Make Way For You, some free writing pieces might work there as well. But yeah, it might be worth considering. So I'm definitely gonna try that out. This, my friends, is why successful podcasts that are able to 
generate and put money behind their shows have multiple full-time jobs dedicated to things like this, dedicated to production, dedicated to editing. Definitely makes sense to have when you can. But for now, I'll stick to being a one-man show and grinding it out. And my last podcast goal for the year was to increase the number of interviews or interview style episodes. I wanted to lock in at least three for the year. And I definitely failed on this one. And this one was just 100% failure across the board on my part because it was a goal that I set and I had opportunities to achieve and surpass this goal of at least three interviews. I had a couple of past guests reach out to me saying that they wanted to come back on and I just completely dropped the ball on it. It's on me because we kind of left it like in each case kind of like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's, let's link up. But never did. And I had another a college professor of mine that I know would be down and I'm still cool with and speak to every every once in a while that I just didn't pull the trigger on. So as a penalty for dropping the ball, I am going to carry this goal over for next year, but increase it from three interviews to five interviews at least. And now let's switch gears to my writing goals for 2022. I had seven separate writing goals. Let me try to get through each of these without laughing. And I even scratched one off because I thought that was being a little too ambitious. (laughs) Here are the goals that I set for myself for 2022. Submit draft of Fractal 2 for editing. Submit Fractal for editing. It's my my first novel, which is published, but I self-edited. My goal was and still is that when once I complete book two, which spoiler alert is not completed yet. I'm going to get that one professionally edited and professionally edit book one and then re re release both or release fractal two and re release fractal. Uh, the third goal I had was start writing fractal three. The fourth goal was publish my first short story anthology. My fifth goal was to create make way for you volume one, uh, the workbook version. My sixth goal was to put out make way for you volume two and Last but not least, my seventh goal was to put out Make Way for You, Volume 1, in Espanol. Now, out of the seven goals that I set for myself, how many do you guys think I actually achieved? Go ahead, say a number. Zero. <laughs> Fucking sad, right? Talk about overshooting it there. But here is where I'm at with each of these goals. Submit draft. Uh, Fractal 2 for editing, obviously nowhere near that because I still haven't finished writing Fractal 2. And Fractal 2, by the way, is the working title for my second novel, which has been in the works for far too long. I honestly have not done much work on it this past year, then a little bit, revisited it, sprinkled in some ideas, things that I think about that would be interesting to develop the story, maybe written a paragraph here and there, but honestly, not much at all. And submitting Fractal 1 uh, for editing is not going to happen, obviously, until Fractal 2. So I can shoot those in together. Start writing Fractal 3. And he said, there you go. Publish my first short story anthology. This one has actually made a lot of progress. And this one I'm actually on pace to completing, publishing, and putting out in Q1 of 2023. So by the end of March of 2023, I expect this one to be checked off the list. My first short story anthology. 
all the stories are obviously already written. I've compiled it. I picked out eight stories. I'm definitely going to tell you guys a lot more about it and the process in detail uh, after the book comes out. But right now I'm in the stage of doing a pro writing aid rewrite on each of the stories. Pro writing aid, for those that don't know, is an application that works in conjunction with Scrivener. And that's the, the writing program that I use. And it uses some like AI technology to pick up on grammar mistakes, highlight, for example, sentences when you have like three or more consecutive sentences that you started with the same word. Like he went to the store, he bought a juice, he went outside after going to the store, you know, like something like that, that makes the readability of a story fall off a bit. Uh, Pro writing aid helps with that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like a cool self-editing tool that I'm using for the first time with this uh, short story anthology. And then the next step is going to be submit for actual professional editing and then work on the cover design stuff and put it out. So definitely, definitely close to the end. Then make way for you volume one as a workbook. I've done zero work on that the entire year and make way for you in Espanol. I did zero work on that for the entire year as well, but I did do, I want to say from memory, I self-translated at least 35, maybe 40% of Make Way For You Volume 1. I just never finished it off. So I'll have a, a bit of a head start when I do finally get around to that. So yeah, horrible track record in terms of meeting my, my writing goals. So let's see. Let's establish some goals for 2023. I'm going to say, well, publish the first short story anthology is definitely going to be one. I don't see myself not accomplishing that. And the funny thing is that has been an accomplishment, you know, something that I, I've always, you know, wanted to do and I want to continue doing throughout my, my writing career, you know, write novels, but also pull out different short story anthologies to live on their own separately as I progress, you know, within my writing career or whatever. But it's interestingly when viewed by a different, you know, through a different lens, like a source of resistance when it comes from the perspective of trying to complete fractal too because while i tried to have my focus on fractal like i'll have an idea for a short story or you know pretty much took like like a complete tangent of all right now i have enough short stories let me you know work on putting together my first anthology etc but that's all taking away time from actually working on fractal 2 that i'm resisting to work on for whatever reason like i have some ideas for it but just not like a solid enough vision, I feel like I did on on the first one to like really be, you know, like when you have an idea and you're like, that's what I'm going to do. And you tackle it and follow it through. And, it, you know, whether it takes long or not is is secondary. Like, you know where you're going. You have a target. I feel like I don't have that fully yet for Fractal 2. But ironically, getting to that point comes from and I know this intellectually, I know this, but putting it in practice is a different story. But that comes from, you know, getting to that point comes from doing the work, showing up, staring at the blank page, as Stephen Pressfield says. And once I get in the mindset and start forming the habits of, okay, today is a Fractal 2 day. Today I'm working on X, Y, and Z for Fractal 2. Today I'm putting out all the index cards with the different ideas that I have for story points and letting my mind wander and start playing, you know, within the world again. Doing that type of thing is what's going to lead me to having the idea that's going to fuel the momentum of actually getting it done. But yeah, so I want to be really weary of setting a goal 
other than Fractal 2. Like the Make Way For You Volume 1 workbook, I think is going to be an easy win or a quick win. Make Way For You in Espanol. It's going to take a little bit more, but again, a lot of the work is already done. But I know that those things are going to turn into setting Fractal back even more. And again, it's been fucking years since the first one came out. So yeah, so I'm going to put out two major goals for 2023. First one is going to be to publish the first short story anthology. And the second one is going to be to finish writing at least the complete first draft of Fractal 2. And honestly, part of me feels like I'm going light on myself in terms of goals. But one, I have the perspective of I set seven fucking goals for myself and didn't hit not even one. I mean, I got like 80% of the way there on one of them, but nowhere on the rest. And two, objectively looking at what it's going to take to just complete writing that first draft of Fractal 2 is going to take a lot just to break down those resistance barriers in and of itself. But also, I'm so far removed from writing the first book that I'm going to have to reread my own first book to pick up on shit that I created within that world that I've since forgot. And also to look for, you know, it's a time travel story, right? So a goal of mine is to play a little bit with the like back to the future two idea of dipping back into some of the storylines from the first book and just to like reacquaint myself with the characters and see where they're at and where they're, they're going to develop to. So, yeah. Those are my writing goals for 2023. Publish my first short story anthology and complete writing the first draft, at least the first draft, just complete writing the first draft of Fractal 2. And that, folks, has been episode 223 of the Spun Today podcast, the 2022 Spun Today wrap up show. I really do appreciate each and every one of you for listening. I know I say that every episode, but I definitely mean it. And I hope you guys enjoy your holiday season. And I hope that your 2023 is a lot more prosperous than my 2022 was. But either way, don't beat yourselves up too much and just keep it pushing and keep it grinding. I'll check you all out next year. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down 
as motivation for myself and others. At sponsorday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support, click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire 
located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? SpunToday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.